Welcome to another episode of Restoring Your Voice with your host, Pastor David, where I help you to use your God-given voice to speak up and speak out for the glory of God. Uh, so welcome all. Um, I was not on much last week. It was a very, very busy week, but I did interview Paul Wilbur. So if you haven't listened to that interview yet on his new book, Roar from Zion, Go check it out now and go check out the book. I did read an advanced copy of the book and I can tell you it is packed with biblical truth. Also, I have more interviews lined up uh, for this month and uh, next month. So please pray that God keeps connecting me with people to get their voice out and to help you hear their story for God's glory, which will help you to be equipped and also the people I'm interviewing are great people to be connected with, by the way. So that being said, so today is the 5th of July. So uh, happy late Independence Day, all of you Americans out there, whether you're living abroad or in the United States, we can thank God for our freedoms that we celebrate and can use on a daily basis in this great nation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, and most importantly, we can thank Jesus for setting us free from being slaves to sin, slaves to flesh, slaves to the devil. Hallelujah. So, um, you know, this world we're living in, just you know, it's not right now getting any brighter. Okay, but that's not to lose hope. I mean, I've seen many people post things about losing hope, or we should do this, or the end is near, you know, the rapture is coming, it's imminent, and let me just make it clear, no man knows the day or the hour, all right? We, we can't say when, there's no time period, there's no timeline for it, you know, 6,000 years, 7,000 years, whatever. Okay, our focus should be being light in this world, and we can. Now, this is regardless of gender. This is regardless of, of where we live. Um, you know, we are one new man, Jew and Gentile, male and female, slave and free, so on and so forth. I'll, I'll even throw in there, you know, educated and uneducated. Uh, we are all supposed to be on the move for God, and we can be. He has equipped us to. I mean, think about it. The two most important commandments, right? Jesus was asked, you know, Rabbi, what do you think is the most important commandment, right? Jesus said two, to love the Lord your God, right, with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your soul. And he said that the second is like the first, to love your neighbor as you love yourself. So right there, if you're wondering, where do I start, brother? I'm not trained up. I haven't really read. I haven't studied. Well, there you go. That's where you start, and everything else will lead from there. Why? Because Jesus said that the entire Torah and the prophets hang on these two. So everything, every commandment written, every prophetic word given, every every bit of instruction given hangs on loving our God with all of us and loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. Those are the, the basics right there, you know. Start with the basics, and then God will advance you. God will see that you have been faithful in the little, and then he will provide you to be faithful in the much, whatever that looks like. But we have to start there. Okay, we have to realize 
when we look at other people, regardless of their beliefs, regardless of their creed, regardless of their religion, regardless if, if you know, they're of the LGBTQ plus community, right? We are supposed to love them. This is that, that neighbor bit, right? Doesn't, it's not, you know, exclusive. You know, in other words, it's not just toward our brothers and sisters in the body of Christ, right? Remember, Jesus was, was giving parables, right? That's what he loved to do. And, you know, I believe he did those, did that for, to get us to critically think. And he was absolutely, you know, you know, who is our neighbor, right? Anybody, anybody we see that is in need is our neighbor, basically in a nutshell. So yes, would that include Muslims? Absolutely. Would that include radical Muslims? Absolutely. Would that include, you know, whether the Jewish community, Orthodox or non-observant or even an atheist Jew, yes, those exist? Absolutely. Would that in include, um, somebody who is homosexual absolutely and the list goes on in other words nobody is exempt from love we don't have to support what they do we can absolutely hate the lifestyle that they choose in their beliefs and there's nothing wrong with saying that by the way but we absolutely are commanded to love them remember the bible tells us that while we were yet sinners christ died for us never forget that if you forget that then then you'll get filled with pride you'll, you'll get filled with this mentality of look at you down there and look at me up here look how much better i am and that is not the case at all you know unfortunately in the body of christ that's what happens most time like there are people who say well i'm a holiness preacher right no you're just a jerk no you just left the bible bash people over the head instead of loving them i mean speaking truth preaching truth absolutely nothing wrong with that but where is the love where is love coupled with it i mean first corinthians 13 makes that perfectly absolutely clear if we have not love then guess what anything we do and say is completely worthless love should always be our primary motivation remember god his primary motivation comes from love yes because he is holy right it's Bible says, right? Be holy as I am holy, right? Um, it's cry, you know, day and night, you know, all the time in the throne room, right? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. But His holiness and love are not inseparable, right? God wants us to be holy because He loves us, right? And because He loves us, He wants us to be holy. So, Get that and meditate on on that that god's primary motivation for everything he wants us to do in our lives how he wants us to be is out of the love and not because he is holy and because he is holy it is out of love right holiness and love are not inseparable are are inseparable all right they cannot be separate no one won't edit that that out uh, so i hope i'm i'm giving you some motivations you know and, and please people don't let the enemy just don't let the enemy in and try to discourage you in this let me tell you what if you are part of the group that has not given up right you have not walked away from jesus guess what that speaks of jesus living in you jesus christ in you there are many people out there in, in this world who have given up their faith 
for far less reasons than many of you, many of us, you know, for the troubles and such that has happened in our lives, right? And, and let's just be real about it. Troubles happen. They are a normal part of life. Jesus made that clear in, in the Gospel of John. So it's not a matter of whether we go through troubles or not. It's a matter of how do we handle that and how do we show others love even in the midst of our own struggles. Is it easy? Absolutely. It is not always easy. Is it difficult? Absolutely at times it can be difficult. But, but we must realize that if we are believers that the spirit of the living God resides within each and every one of us. And there's your hope, my friends. The spirit of the Lord residing in you, in me, in all of us who call upon the name of Jesus and believe in him as our Lord and Savior. Is that really, really true? Absolutely, because that is what the Bible tells us. It's not based on an emotion, right? It's not based on feelings. It's not based on how other people treat us, speak to us. It's simply based on the word of God. And my friends, put your precious trust in Jesus. Know that his word, the written word of the living God Almighty is true. It is always true and has always been true. It will always be true. So hang on to that. In the midst of, of this world where we're wondering, honestly, what's going to happen next, right? I mean, now we have what, what the Delta variant of the COVID-19 virus out there, right? We have, we have unfortunately, people, and very, very close to me, by the way, that, that, are, that are terribly sick with this. They're hospitalized. So let me just pause and ask you to pray for them. Um, they're my in-laws, and I love them to death. Um, wonderful, wonderful people. And even as I'm saying this, wow, it's um, heavy. But that's part of love, right? I know not everybody's going to be out there, you know, being street preachers, right? But how can we minister to people? Praying for them, right? Maybe you're scrolling through social media. See somebody with a prayer request. Stop and pray for them. There's a way to show love. How about you hang out with people, right? You show Jesus to them. Maybe they're the type of people with, with a crass mouth, right? But you know what? Jesus hung out with people like that. But he didn't affirm them in their sin. He certainly didn't sin along with them. So how about we do that, right? The Bible tells us that we're supposed to be conformed. Conformed into what? The image of the living God. His name is Jesus. Yeshua HaMashiach. Jesus the Messiah if we want to be conformed as we also want to be but then we have to be ready and willing we have to love God and love others the two are not inseparable but I'll tell you this right now my friends if you're out there hating on people right you hate people mean and nasty then guess what the love of God does not abide in you that's what it says in first John because the proof of the pudding is when it comes to the love of God residing in us is how we love others. Okay, it is not an internal matter. It is an external matter. It is the fruits. Let me tell you what. The fruits, all they do is show the roots. So if we're mean and nasty to people, if we, well, I'm not going to help those old dirty little sinners over there, those homeless people there, that community there, you, you name it. Because, you know, we list off 
you know, our, at the end of the day, excuses. And we have a saying in the army, you know, the maximum range, the maximum effective range of an excuse is zero. You know, in other words, you know, excuses are, are worthless. I and mean, what it comes down to is we're just trying to excuse being selfish people. I mean, was Jesus selfish to us? No. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So he took a chance on every single one of us, right? Knowing that many of us were going to end up rejecting him. Many of us were going to end up apostatizing, right? Walking away, rejecting, trampling our salvation. He knew that was going to happen, right? And it hurts him to, to no end, but he still takes a chance. Every single one of us. So then who are we not to be able to, take a chance on other people regardless will they reject us you know sure they rejected jesus but remember the bible makes it clear they're not rejecting us they're rejecting jesus and jesus said if they first rejected me then they will reject you okay what would that mean right will they stab us in the back yeah will they talk bad about us spread lies gossip about us sure i mean we see that running rampant in the church today Right? People, people spread lies about Bethel Church. You know, even in the midst of them making clear their beliefs, still lie about it. So yeah, it's gonna happen. Will it hurt at times? Absolutely. Let's not try to downplay that. But at the end of the day, it doesn't excuse us. We're, we're in a world that's broken and hurting, right? They need a doctor's, right? They need Dr. Jesus, the heart surgeon. They, they, that's what they need, right? And we're his representatives, right? You know, kind of like when you talk to a nurse beforehand, right? Before the doctor comes in. And they're the doctor's representative, right? They check you over, they see what you need. And if you need the doctor, guess what happens? They bring in the doctor. Well, then we're supposed to do the same thing for others out there. It's just living as Christ commands us to live. I mean, imagine if Paul had a stinky attitude toward people, right? The gospel never would have been spread around the known world at the time, right? He would have never invaded areas of darkness, but he didn't say, well, you know what? Those people over there, nah, I just can't. Let me, let me stay here. No, he did not. And I thank God for Paul's biblical attitude. So with that, we're going to take a short break for an ad. All right, welcome back, everybody. So glad that you decided to tune in and listen. Uh, let me just say, if this is your first time, uh, hit that subscribe, hit that follow, hit that like, hit that share button, please. Get these messages out. These are, I don't do this for myself. I do this for everybody. And by the way, you can leave me a voice message. The link is in the podcast description. Click on that link. It'll take you to Anchor FM. Hit that voice or hit that message button. You can leave me a voice message and I'll feature you in a future episode. Okay, with that, now I was talking about Paul. Thank God he didn't have a stinky attitude about, you know, taking the gospel places. In fact, you know, Paul, he looked at these areas. He looked at a place like Ephesus, right? The, the center of the slave trade, right? I mean, treating another human being worthlessly I mean that, that's horrible that's about the most horrible thing we can do 
And yet Paul looked over there and he was like, you know what? That's a good place to plant a church. And guess what? He planted a church. How do we know that? By the book of Ephesians, the letter to the church in Ephesus. So Paul said, you know what? Here is how we do it. We're going to invade the kingdom of darkness with the kingdom of God. We're going to invade and I'm going to show you how to do that. I'm going to show you how to stand. Why would he teach such radical things in the in the letter to the Ephesians because they needed it they needed to stand right he said and to stand and after doing all to what stand right he had to tell them hey be equipped be equipped with what you know head knowledge the scriptures no the full armor of God and well, guess what happened they greatly affected the area where they were in for the kingdom of God. Isn't that awesome? So now, now you have to get what the Roman Empire was like at the time. That to, to go against their belief system was to invite a criminal penalty upon you. Yes, to include things like crucifixion. Yes, to include being thrown to lions and such in, in various uh, coliseums around the world. Yeah, the Colosseum in Rome, by the way, is, is not... You know, the only one. You know, be, being forced to do crazy stuff. I mean, they, they were going to penalize you. They were going to throw you, chuck you in jail. But, but what did Paul do? Did he say, you know what? I, just, I can't deal with those Romans, man. No, he said, you know what? I'm going to run headlong. I'm going to write a, a letter to the Romans. And then I'm going to go to Rome. I mean, the dude went into the head of darkness at that time. The Roman Empire, all right. I mean, this is by the way. The Roman Empire never stopped being dark, by the way. But he went there. He invaded there. And my friends, I have been to Rome. I've personally seen the catacombs. You know, I've seen where they met together as a church. You know, underground, literally, where dead people were put. You know, they would put these people. You know, in, in the sides, you know, they make little spaces for, you know, I'll bet if you ever seen a ship, maybe like a pod, right? They put these people, bodies in there, right? That's where they would put them, sometimes multiple ones, but that's where the church would meet because they were under persecution, but they refused to stop. And I've been there, my friends. I've experienced the power of God in these places myself. I have, I have felt it. I have experienced it. And, and I'm, I'm telling you, brother, and sister that they did not back down you know upon the, the worst persecution i mean there, there were areas like in the city of tyre where, where christians were literally catapulted over the walls and yet they did not back down so who are we to back down then right i understand that there are places in this world that are incredibly dark believe me i've been there i've been to iraq three times all right i've had people there when i went to iraq come up to me quietly I'm a Christian but don't tell anybody else because if it gets out that I am a Christian then my family you know will be killed that, that that's how bad it is in places like Iraq in the in other places in the Middle East not everywhere but many places I've been there myself my friends okay I, I have been in the midst of these dark places I, I've seen it firsthand Okay, I know the evil. I know how people will 
be willing on a whim to murder to me to complete you know complete mass murder i mean we, we you know use that term um too often in the united states of america a mass shooting but let me tell you what when when somebody drives a car bomb into a group of people you'll never that's that's right there is a mass kill all right i'm just just seeing it and i'm not highlighting the darkness i'm letting you know that yes it exists but jesus is greater yes it exists but christ in us is greater than any external thing ever ever nothing can stop us when we abide in jesus and he tells us that study my, my challenge to you is study john chapter 15 jesus tells us to abide in him we can do nothing apart from him he meant why did what he say that because he said that apart from my father i can do nothing so why would he say such a radical thing wasn't he god absolutely but why did he do that because he came to this earth to show us how it's done yes he could have come down here you know full on divinity but then you know would he really show us i mean because you know, he's the one that created everything right john 1 john chapter 1 tells us that right so he didn't come in in full display of divinity because he wanted to show us how do we get the job done how do we get the mission done simple my friends we realize that we can do nothing apart from our father in heaven jesus said that so you want to know what to do abide in jesus abide in the vine abide abide why why because something that is separate cut off from that vine can do nothing it will shrivel up it will die and jesus says then it is no good but to be chucked into the fire and that would be the flames of hell abide right i mean paul paul i, I you know i, I just I, I okay i love the dude as you can tell right you know he just because he showed us he showed us that yes i am infallible right he said that that he does things that he doesn't want to do things he want to do he doesn't do so basically he was highlighting you know i'm just human all right i struggle right there's a thorn in my flesh right and i'm not going to say what that was because nobody knows what it is exactly and yet he demonstrated what it means to abide in jesus to count on jesus right i mean the dude was literally stoned to death gets back up walks in this city right flogged beaten jailed and and throughout all of that he brought christianity into he brought jesus into the known world and because of that we have those letters preserved today as a part of our new testament bible the, the part of the bible the new testament and we can see that on display so jesus highlighted right what is possible what can be done when we abide jesus demonstrated this what is fully capable what a fully redeemed human is capable of then we have later on where, where people like paul and he wasn't the only one james the brother of jesus peter right even even timothy who who took over for paul when paul was about to die all of these people demonstrated this type of stuff so there is hope my friends right so what does all of this have to do with the podcast called restoring your voice 
because you will have a voice for Jesus when you abide in Jesus. When Jesus is our everything, our all in all, when we realize we need nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness, when we come to that determination, we will have a voice every day, regardless of where we live, gender, whatever, we will have a voice for Jesus. So I, with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode. All right. Later on this week, which is the 4th of July, you know, week, if you will, I'm, I'm going to be interviewing two um, awesome people. So be on the lookout for those episodes to drop. Drop on my YouTube channel. Go check it out. David C. McGuire. Check out our church Facebook page, Restored Life Church, and the different podcast platforms. God bless you, my friends. I love you, and I pray that this helped to equip and lift you up. And don't forget, you can reach out to us, david.mcguire at restoredtolifechurch.org. It's in the description. Do you need prayer? Do you need pastoral counseling? Do you need people to talk to? Reach out. We're here for you. God bless.